how to make really great passwords. Random. Yeah, using random. Look, somebody's outside our window videotaping us. <laughs> hey, it's Pastor Tom. It's Pastor Tom. I'm Nicole. <laughs> I looked over to the side. I'm like, who is outside with, stalking us? With Coffee Cake Ministry. Coffee Cake Ministry is it's getting Tom. involved. Well, oh, I got to go goodness. let him in. Yeah, okay. 648. <laughs> Hurry. Uh, yeah, that coffee cake's going to get cold. Uh, we'll check Andre's forecast. Change coming those right passwords. Up. Yeah. 6.56 with Mark and Gabe on a Thursday morning and coming up in just a couple of moments, actually a little less than 10 minutes, Gabe, it's bonus Bible study. Yeah. While you were gone last week, Pastor Tom Repke was here and we covered Matthew chapter 25 verses 1 through 13. Mm-hmm. Well, he was down in Florida and something happened right after we finished our Bible study that had Tom texting me right away <laughs> and saying, we need to talk again. And I said, okay, well, how about bonus Bible study? That's okay with me. Yeah, well, it's all right with me too. Mm-hmm. So we're going to find out the how and the what. We already know the who. Pastor Tom is here and he's ready to go. Mm-hmm. So bonus Bible study, less than 10 minutes away here on 91.9 Heartfelt Radio, mornings with Mark and Gabe. My name's Mark Zimmerman. I'm Gabrielle Collins. And it's time for bonus Bible study. Bing, 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 yeah, bing, bing, bing. Exactly. <laughs> Pastor Tom, right, is it? Tom, I think, yeah. yeah. I'll take it. Yeah, good morning. <laughs> Pastor Tom is no longer in Florida, and right. we're all thankful for that because we were a little bit envious of the whole conference thing. Yeah. The whole on, on the beach Sorry. thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, shark Gabe, fishing. Gabe was shark gone fishing. last week too, so Yeah, it was kinda oh, lonely. She wasn't in by... Florida though. No. No. Well, you were all lonely. We were all gone. Huh? Yeah. 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 Well, uh so here's why we're doing bonus Bible study today. Uh last week, last Wednesday while you were gone, Gabrielle, mm-hmm. Tom led us in a study of Matthew twenty five, verses one through thirteen, the parable of the ten virgins. Mm-hmm. Okay, Tom is not here. He's at a conference in Florida while he's doing this. He gets done with our Bible study. He gets up. He goes to the morning session at this conference and... Boom. (laughs) The metaphor, the the two by four across the forehead. It's Mm. just like God continued to move into, you know, just unpacking this amazing uh, story and parable out of Matthew 25. Okay, so from Matthew 25... Verses 1 through 13, while you're in your hotel room with us right. on the air, you then move to? To a, a home, an incredible home, where we lean into uh, just wrapping up. We spent the first little bit you know, over breakfast uh, talking about just social media and some hacks about how do we you know, do our, our ministry better. That was the whole point of the, mm-hmm. the time together. It's called Practically Pastoring was the name of the conference, and it was just a, a great group of men, most yeah, most of them younger than I myself. So, you know, I lo- okay. always love being in the room with young people, younger people, because mm. they bring energy. But Andrew Larson is was one of the the hosts. He's actually a pastor of a church in Safety Harbor, Florida, and he he's like, I, I've got something I just want to lean into. Um, yeah, it, it was this whole idea of being faithful. And when we think about what we talked about, Mark, you know, and really the whole idea is that again, to, let's set it up. This, so, chapter twenty four. Uh, Jesus is trying to get his disciples, you know, prepared for us to think about the end times. 
and that there's a difficulty coming. And then how do we, and we've talked about it here, right? At this last two years, how do we right. live, do life? And so the reality is, is that we need to all have a margin. And so we tell, look at the story of the 10 virgins and, you know, there were five that were dumb and five that were smart. And it was the, the five smart that, you know, sort of get the blessing of, of all that God wants to offer. But really what I was trying and, and just, again, it, to set in it, to sit in it and just to, to settle ourselves is that if we aren't paying attention to our own story mm. and creating margin of rest. And so well done, but Gabe to go away last week for your birthday. Oh yes. <laughs> Cause Thank we all you. need to do that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You yeah. know, be, because we do need to, in the season, we need rest and, and also at the same time, prepare ourselves for what's coming next. Yeah, right. When we're working, we're working hard. Right. right? Especially now. I think mm-hmm. we're, most of us are working harder than we've ever worked mm-hmm. in some regards, especially when you're trying to leverage things. And now, you know, now you add a, a war in the Ukraine. It's like, mm-hmm. this is just one more thing to try to pay attention to it. But the idea coming is that Jesus uses these parables to get us to understand that we, we have a responsibility. And right. so again, that was the story of the 10 virgins. The five in particular is that they need to have their oil ready. Mm-hmm. which means that they need to pay attention, they need to be good stewards. And, and again, the analogy of the oil is really, it's about God's Holy spirit. You know, we, we see throughout scripture, the oil plays the role of anointing and it's about the presence of God in our life. And so even, you know, the song as you, you walked us out of last week, Mark was the, you know, this great song from vineyard a number of years ago, the air I breathe, you know, mm-hmm. the idea that God, you are who I am. And if I don't have that, I can't offer anything to anybody else. And so then we look at the story coming out of, uh, you know, chapter 25 about the bags of gold and it, it, it was really, you know, to be reminded. And as I look at my, my version that I've got my book Bible here, the words I have underscored is that word faithful. And you know, how do we be faithful? Well, if we're not creating margin in our life and taking rest, like the 10 virgins did or, or restocking the supplies, you know, the, 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 you know, the, 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 the emotional and the spiritual supplies, then we can't offer anything to the world. And so even you think about just all that's taking place in the Ukraine, it, it, we know that God has been working through local churches there in mm-hmm. a particular way. I have a number of friends that have been to the Ukraine and have pastor friends there. And it's just beautiful that who would have thought, right? It's a, but at the same time, it's the beauty of how God prepares us for whatever the next thing is, right? Remember a talk I gave here for your 40th birthday, that God takes us through one difficulty that's preparing us for the next difficulty, oh, yeah. and we learn from that one, yep. mm-hmm. and it's going to be more complicated. But again, it's that idea of God's faithfulness. So uh, last week, we were learning with you from Matthew 25, 1 through 13, and you walk into the first teaching session right after you finish that right. at your conference, and the topic is... And our, Andrew Larson says, as we land the plane, it was actually the last session before we all sort of went off and did our things for the day... Uh, to wrap up our time together is I, I just want to say, let's take a look here at Matthew chapter five, 25, but we're going to begin with verse 14. And I go, okay. <laughs> there is the bing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. The that I was looking for. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. it's like, okay, God, for me personally, right. I mean, you can just ignore these things, but you know, there's there, you know, coincidence, right? Uh, it just oh happened. yeah, of course. It's like, so what are you learning from it? But yeah. the idea is to be, you know, to lean in and to pay particular attention. And I told Andrew afterwards what, you know, it's like, okay, how did you pick that scripture? Mm-hmm. Uh, because you're messing with me. <laughs> right. Were you listening to Heartfelt Radio this morning? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so uh, here we are starting at verse 14. Uh, how far do you, are we going to go here, Tom? We want to. I actually want us to read from uh, 14 through, through uh, verse 30. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. There's a whole um, section here. All right, Gabe. Uh, I'll read 
14 to 22. Okay. And then you can do 23 to 30. All right. Four, it is just like a man about to go on a journey. He called his own servants and entrusted his possessions to them. To one, he gave five talents. To another, two talents. To another, one talent, depending on each one's ability. Then he went on a journey. Immediately, the man who had received five talents went, put them to work, and earned five more. That's a lot of money in those days, I think, right? A lot of money. In the same way, the man with two earned two more. But the man who had received one talent went off, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money. After a long time, the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them. The man who had received five talents approached, presented five more talents, and said, Master, you gave me five talents. See, I've earned five more. His master said, Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Share your master's joy. The man with two talents also approached, and he said, Master, you gave me two talents. See, I've earned two more. His master replied, Well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Then the man who had received one bag of gold came. Master, he said, I knew that you are a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. This guy's cracking me up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry. So right. I want to, you know, he came with with his uh, explanation. Right. And remember that Jesus is telling the story. So oh, even right, he's having right, fun right. with this, okay? <laughs> that is, it's hilarious. So I was afraid and I went out and I hid your gold in the ground. See, here's what belongs to you. His master replied, you wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I harvested where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. Well, then you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers so that when I returned, I would have received it back with interest. So take the bag of so so take the bag of gold from him and give it to the one who has 10 bags for whoever has will be given more and they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have even what they have will be taken from them and throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness. Mm. Or there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Yikes. Yikes. Uh-huh. Two, <laughs> two parables in a row to start a Matthew 25 that have us going, whoa. Right. And it, be reminded. <laughs> For various reasons. Right. But be reminded, you know, in the previous chapter, you know, that Jesus is trying to get us to be aware of there's things coming at us. And if we don't prepare, we're, we're going to be, we're going to be toast. <laughs> right. Right. And so right. he tells the story of the 10 virgins and that's about, and really it, it's not about the oil, particularly it's about being close to God, you know, in the season. Mm -hmm. And we've talked about that before. The idea of finding pause in our daily routine of connecting with the Holy spirit and connecting with Jesus and connecting with our heavenly father, even if it's only two minutes, right. Right. To know that he's there to provide provision. And then we get into this story and it's all about the faithfulness and oh my goodness, you know, people want to be safe, but to be reminded and part of where Andrew was trying to take us particularly is you have a group of pastors there and we're all at different places in ministry, different sizes and shapes, but to be reminded, we, we sometimes get jealous and look at the church down, you know? Yes. So yes, Jeff do. Simpson, who is a church planner in, in Baltimore, as he started our conversation the first day was saying, look, this is not about comp comparison here. 
This is about creating, this is a new thing for us to do. We're gathering here to be an encouragement to each other. And so leave your numbers, you know, the number of kids in your kids ministry mm. or all, leave all those things away because that's not going to change our lives. What's going to change our lives if you're willing to be real and transparent and do life with us together in these moments, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the beauty of it. So when you look at this story, it's it gets complicated because really the idea, it's about faithfulness. But that's yes. Right. But people misread. Right. Yeah. Because it turns out, oh, is it about wealth? Well, no, no. not exactly. And again, I, I'm going to draw on, on Andrew's insights here because he, you know, he points out that the, the first two servants were faithful. But why were they faithful? They were faithful because they had faith that the master was coming back. Mm-hmm. Right. So they were had you know, got a perspective that they're trying to offer. And I think that's, again, uh, I just finished a series on Revelation. And part of the reason I did that, I mean, without getting into who the Antichrist is and the mark of the beast and all that, those are interesting things to look at. But to be reminded that God is writing a story, he continues to write that story, and we have to find our place in that story, Mm -hmm. right? And there is a narrative that he is writing that he is still in charge, even as we celebrated some of us yesterday, Ash Wednesday, right? Right of being reminded one more time of our, our own humanity and our own brokenness and being reminded that we need a savior because from dust we come to dust, to we, dust shall we shall return. return. Yeah. yeah. So the beautiful conversation you had with your pastor yesterday, just to help us better understand why these practices are so important to us. Pastor Tom is with us. So we've set things up. We're going to go and uh, dig into this story a little bit more in just a moment or two. We'll get Andre's forecast and be right back at it here on Mornings with Mark and Gabe. And nowhere near the 66 we're going to get later in the week, 28 right now under cloudy skies here at the studios of Heartfelt Radio in Barberton. Okay, here we go. Hey, you've walked in on bonus Bible study this morning. I'm Mark. (laughs) I'm Gabe. And he's Pastor Tom. Good morning. Yeah, I'm Tom. Pastor Tom Repke is back. uh, Because last week he was down in Florida helping us study through Matthew 25, 1 through 13. And the very next thing that happened to him was he started studying Matthew 25, starting at verse 14. (laughs) Right. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, exactly. So here we are with the story, the parable of the talents. Right. So let's take a look, particularly the, the words that pop out, you know, so is this idea of faith or faithful. And it's interesting that um, I think, you know, m- many times we want to compartmentalize our lives and sort of separate out the fact that we're, you know, we've talked about Sola Dea Gloria, right? I mean, right. the idea of all of our life is enmeshed into who Jesus is mm-hmm. and we need to be faithful in that. But it's interesting that, that when we see these words, that our faith and our faithfulness have to be side by side. And so again, that the two, the two uh, faithful servants who receive the blessing of the of the owner, the master, it's because of the, this understanding they knew that he was coming back, and so they wanted to be fine faithful. And so, the, what's that mean for us? Well, it's complicated, right? Because off off the air, while we're you're, you're talking about this amazing thing that you did a number of years ago, where, where you leaned into doing, you know, having children's fun house and the, going out on the road and. Um, sometimes there are mornings where getting up at 4 a.m. to leave your home is yeah. like, really got to have to do this. But then, you know, all this thing that comes out of that faithfulness, Mark, right. I mean, the beauty of that. And, and in some cases, it's, you know, 20 years later, right? It's like, oh, my goodness. Still hearing from people. Yeah. Yeah. And so that, that idea of faithful to the work. Now, the, the Greek words here, uh, and I'm not a Greek 
scholar, okay. but, just, but just to understand that, 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 that there's a very subtle difference between faith and faithfulness. One is pistis, and it's the other is pistos, and they literally are side by side. And the whole idea hmm. uh, in the, is this idea of faithfulness is faith and action. Okay. Action. action. Right. Yeah. And that, okay, because uh, I was going to ask a question about the guy who buried the talent in the sand. Right. Okay. And you've come up with the word action. Let's talk about how important action is. Well, I mean, it would go back to the action of the 10 virgins, right? Mm-hmm. The idea of the five before. I mean, it's, uh, and again, these stories are connected. Jesus in his playfulness is telling these stories. It's like, okay, how do I get these disciples to understand this? So he starts out with the 10 virgins and then he comes to this one and it's like, okay. And you're right. It's a lot of money. I mean, uh, the, the one bag is like 20 years worth of salary, which is pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's incredible. Or more. Right. So he's given us plenty of work to do. And yet this guy, he's got plenty to work with. And yet the guy doesn't want to be faithful in doing the work. One of the pastors I follow on Twitter other than you, Pastor Tom, <laughs> there are others, uh, is uh, Dr. Glenn Packiam. Mm. Yeah, out of uh, Denver. Yes. Okay, a good so, man. so he's studying in England right now. I saw that. Yeah, and he posted Ways of Being Holy, the Spirituality of Different Orders of Catholicism. And he said, this is an oversimplification, but this I found this really interesting. Ways of Being Holy, Benedictine. Stability. Stay put in your community quietly. Franciscan. Simplicity. Give it away. Go where God leads. Embrace interruption. Mm. And then Ignatian or Jesuit. Activity. Go for the glory of God. Find God everywhere. Right. So you take like they take the second one about embracing interruption. Right. Excuse yeah, me. That's the yeah. One. The world. I had to, to write that down. Here we go. Right. Yeah. But it, again, when we look at um, you know this the last part of that uh, verse twenty six where you where you know, the master says you wicked lazy servant. I mean, the master isn't saying it's okay. Wait until you find your sweet spot. Life will <laughs> figure it out. Right. You know. He's like yes. you're wicked and lazy, yeah. and you need to do something. Do anything. Right. And I so I think. You know, Glenn is, you know, trying to help us see, you know, that there's this responsibility we have. And I think part of, you know, we think about what's been the impact of of, co- of the pandemic on our churches of how, you know, I, I sat in a seminar, uh, to, I'm doing a seminar at Ashland uh, Seminary on Thriving Church. It's sponsored by the Lilly folks. And it's just been interesting as we're trying, and we spent some time with a clinical uh, a counselor to help us better understand pastoral counseling versus clinical counseling and how our people right now, you know, this whole trauma of having gone through the global pandemic, you know, it's mm. like, how do we, and we've got people who have yet, I mean, I, I was on a zoom call with some people in our tribe last week and saw an amazing man who's got decades in the church and he's fearful to come back to church even now. Wow. And it's like, mm. okay, <laughs> you know, th- there's this work that has to be done and we have to believe again, like these two faithful servants that God is still in charge and that the pandemic didn't keep, you know, catch him by surprise. And the question is how do we safely, you know, lean mm-hmm. into the science and then begin to do life in a, in a way that makes a difference in our communities. Boy, uh, there are so many questions to ask and There's I, so much involved. In I know this one Terrible. And, you know, we're, I just mentioned that stuff that Glenn Packiam put online, and I'm just thinking of the Jesuit 
principle of action. Right. You know, and I think all three of these principles are valid, but it's how we employ them where and when. Right. And, and to know that God knows what we, where we're at. Right. And what we're doing. And what, how, what he's mm. built into our, wired into our DNA. Right. Because some of us think action first. We're like, let's go, let's do something. Okay. But it may not be the time for let's go, let's do something. Right. It might be time to hang back and be quiet for a while and take everything in before the action comes. Well, right. I, I'm yeah. preaching on Sunday so. about, yeah. you know, what happens when God doesn't answer your prayer? Right. 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 And why is that? Well, there's a couple reasons why. And it may be that God's waiting to do something in your faithfulness. So even I think it's important for us to see that in this passage, that the rewards that come from the master, are, they're not connected to their fruitfulness. They're connected to their faithfulness, mm -hmm. right? They're okay. connected to them being engaged in the process, which again comes back to us. So go back to last week's uh, looking at the 10 virgins and the particularly the five that were, were, were doing what they were supposed to do is we have a responsibility, you know, that there's things that we do in our faith journey that comes back to us, that you can't hand off the faith to your children. There is a responsibility of an action that you have to take of declaring Jesus as your Lord. And then Bible study and, 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 in walking in, in close intimacy with him. And it's out of that that comes the overflow of impact into our culture, you know, but if we're not reading the word, so I, I love how you all have pivoted in this year. I mean, this is day 50, right? Or 50 of the experience Bible of study. Bible yeah. study, mm -hmm. how, how important that is. And you've added some new programming to, to, to leverage it too, to just give a different view, a different take with David Jeremiah, right? Right. You know, started so and, and the uh, the wisdom journey with right. Stephen Davey. I, and... You've messed with my morning routine, by the way. With oh, okay, that. With yeah, Stephen that, Davey. that one. Yeah. yeah, mine too. It's just yeah. like I'm trying to figure out how to do this, uh -huh. and, and it's you know trying to say goodbye to Melinda. She's headed off out to work, and it's like okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I too am trying to uh, navigate that because it's my drive time. Right. Slash, you know, I'm, I'm in a certain, I'm doing a certain thing all the time at that time, and I like to start off with prayer. But I'm trying to listen to Dave, Davey too. You know what I mean. Right. So I'm like, oh, I, oh, I really want to hear this story, but I need to get my prayer in before I get on the radio. You know what I <laughs> right. mean? No. So it's, yeah, it's funny. Right. Yeah. Right. But it's a really good program. Yes. It sure is. Yeah. Well, um, as we kind of get some takeaways for this, uh, where? Yeah, Gabe. Yeah, you know, my whole thing with this, I, I love this. This is a parable I love. I've, yeah. ri I've written on it before. Oh, okay. And uh, here for uh, CHM, uh, the scripture that sticks out to me, let's see. I have, um, I will put you, oh, you have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. And I was thinking about, you were talking about, um, Pastor Tom, you were saying people wonder why God isn't answering their prayers. Right. And that's. That has a lot to do with it. If you're not showing anything, like the one that he, the servant he gave the one, didn't do anything. He hid it. He didn't use any, you know, he, he just hid it and waited. Uh, but for the people that do something, he gives you more. So that is sometimes why you're not getting what you want, because you're not doing anything with what he's already given you. Right. So he's not going to give you more. Right. And I think that's where we need to be faithful. Again, this mm -hmm. idea and that faithfulness is action. And sometimes, I mean, I, I wrestle with it in my, in my context where, okay. right. It's yeah. just, it's hard. I mean, it's like, but, but God knows who I have in the building, you know, in this season as a pastor of trying to lead my people. And as we gathered last night and 
uh, Dan and Lynn Feldman are an amazing couple that uh, have been such an encouragement in our but that they lead. And so Lynn's like, let's do a meal afterwards. And she took the leadership. And actually, we had tried, uh, we had had a meal after church on Sunday where we provided everything just for a sense of community and connection. And, right. You know, because we need that. Right. Mm-hmm. We really mm-hmm. need to be together. Uh, mm-hmm. And so it's beautiful in that. But it, there's an action to it. Somebody's got to. Got to do the dishes afterwards, right? That's right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And yeah. so there's a tension there that's required. That's and I why think, the good Lord invented paper plates. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> still have to throw them away. Still have to that's take the right. trash. That's the, that's the time for um, the guys. That, there let, it is. Yeah, yeah, lean in, men. Let, yeah. The, yeah, yeah, let, right. let the single men impress the single women. Take that trash <laughs> out and put those chairs back. Put the right. chairs away. Yep. So even even in, in our conversation last week in Florida, as Andrew was sort of wrapping up our time, is, you know, he says, I, I hope we can do this next year. Hopefully this becomes an annual thing and we have a few more people. And it isn't about the numbers as much as it is, I hope we can share stories about how faithful God has been and you've been. In, in shepherding the responsibilities that mm-hmm. come to you. And and it, it reminds me, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of always about metaphors. So in the Lord of the Rings, you know, there's a, the conversation between Frodo and, uh, and Gandalf and Ga- Frodo <laughs> says they're in that deep in the minds. And Frodo's like, I wish the ring had never come to me. <laughs> and? and Gandalf says, that's the wrong perspective. The perspective is it has come to you. Are you going to be faithful? This is my analogy. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're doing good. The I like it. Paraphrase. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But basically, what are you going to do with it? Are yeah. you, are you going to risk going, are you going to risk and, and in the way Tolkien writes, right? Is, is there, there's this perspective and a view that there's a purpose to our lives. And mm-hmm. so little Frodo and his alter ego, his friend Samwise, you know, as they journey together, the risk they're going to have to take, they may lose their life, but, but they've got to do it. And I think that's the task we think about the messiness of what's going on in the Ukraine, same way. And, and I really think it's the resolve of God's people there on the ground. It's just what they've experienced and the idea of freedom uh, and watching how it gets played out. And so that you talked about this young soldier, right? Mm-hmm. That, um, and if you watch the full video of it, it, it just breaks your heart because, <laughs> and you know. The, because the mother has no idea right. that her son is in Ukraine. Right. Yeah. Not a clue. And he's, yeah, he, he he's breaks just up in doing tears. exercises. Right. Yeah, military exercises. Right. And he says, no, mama, I am in Ukraine. Right. And he, he says, and I am a prisoner of war. Right. And he's holding a cup of tea and, a, you know, some kind of a bread or something that he's, yeah. he's eaten. And it come out, comes out of jo- the generosity of that woman. And, and basically mm-hmm. then the woman says to the mama, I think her name is Natasha, is like, uh, uh, you can pick your son up. Come and get him. <laughs> and that's wow. actually apparently the defense minister said yesterday, uh, "Mothers, come get your sons." You know, and this is this is in Ukraine. In Ukraine, uh, I, I was telling Mark earlier today. I said, "Man, those people are impressing me." Don't mess with the mama, though, right? Don't mess with any of <laughs> yeah. them. Before we step into Man. Ukraine yeah. a little further, let's pray our sure. way into this Wednesday, Thursday. Excuse me, uh, as we think about action, right? So God, we just, uh, we, we lay aside our excuses and we, we stand boldly on the things that you've given us as your people you've provided. And so we want to be faithful in our faithfulness. Um, we want to lean into and offer whatever you've given us to offer to others around us, to our families and to our coworkers that we can bring the kingdom and bring it to bear to make, uh, your presence known in a way that brings life to all. We thank you that it's not about us. It's about our faithfulness and about what you do through us. And so we open our hands this morning and we give you our hearts and our minds and our, our social media and everything else we can do today mm. to, to love you in, in such an amazing way by offering the gift that you've given us to others. And we just pray it in your strong name, Jesus. Amen.
Amen. Amen. Can we keep you for a few more minutes? My pleasure. Let's do that. We'll check the forecast real quick and then get back to some conversation with Pastor Tom about uh, current events that are happening in the world. Okay, so we had a few minutes uh, just to, to talk about some other things, including Ukraine. And uh, I'm Mark. I'm Gabe. And Pastor Tom is here. Good morning. Uh, thanks for the Bible study once again. My, mm-hmm. pl- my pleasure. Bonus Bible there study on this Thursday morning. <laughs> so uh, I just said, hey, can you hang around and maybe talk a little bit about what the world has turned into in the last eight days? So... <laughs> Uh, You know, this is something that I think a lot of people understood was probably coming. And the person who leads Russia was probably waiting for an opportune moment after the Olympics to unleash this. Yeah, I heard this morning. Yeah. So where are we at now, eight days in? I mean, we've seen that the Ukrainian people are remarkable. They Mm -hmm. are. And, you know, we start out with the idea that, you know, God's in control, even in the midst of this messiness. He I just is. don't understand it. And when you see these beautiful buildings that have, have been destroyed, you know, mm-hmm. for what end? Right. You know, and I, and I get it, sort of. I mean, in my days doing, you know, being involved in the, the political world to some degree, you know, in foreign affairs, you know, just trying to have a better understanding. It's just, it's really confusing. So even last night I was listening to NPR about how, uh, just to get a perspective on Putin, mm-hmm. you know, and just to understand that, you know, they were talking with some nationals. This guy had been an exchange student and lived there, and he was talking with his exchange mom. And so just trying to unpack. And they have high, hold him in high esteem because it's always been messy in Russia. Mm-hmm. And Putin, apparently after Yeltsin stepped down as president, and he stepped in and moved you know, to take over, you know, he brought about some things that were good. But it, you know, we've seen this in Scripture, right? So it's the same thing. So God's people, the resolve they have, and, and this guy, the, the president of of the Ukraine, Yeltsin. Oh, Zelensky. Zelensky. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's just. I don't need a ride. I need ammunition. Right. I mean, that's extraordinary. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know people are like, he's just a pedestrian kind of guy because he was a comedian and and an actor, an actor. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, he almost. I, I think he's the next Churchill. <laughs> you know, of just his resolve to lead his people. Yes. Yeah. Now, again, it points to the fact, and I don't know how to get my mind around it completely. It just breaks my heart. But when you see these people who are Ukrainians are, are, you know, they're not leaving. You see the mom, uh, I watched Sunday morning, this mom from the subway holding her baby and how she's not leaving. Right. Because this is our land. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We, We understand what freedom is. Freedom has been something once you taste of it. But, you know, it's always incomplete. And unless we ground ourselves in the scriptures and ground ourselves in who God is and his provision and care. And so what's Putin's motives? I don't know, but you know, it's not a godly motive, right? And we've seen right. whether it's Saul uh, all the way through uh, these despots and tyrants that sort of bleed in a way out of their own ambition. That's all about the wrong things. Psalm 10 um, does not have any indication of who wrote it. It kind of sounds like David. Uh, but it doesn't have, it doesn't say of David on it. But I want to read the beginning and the end of Psalm 10. Because it starts out in a lament. Lord, why do you stand so far away? Why do you hide in times of trouble? In arrogance, the wickedly 
the wicked relentlessly pursue their victims. Let them be caught in the schemes they have devised. Verse 12. Rise up, Lord God, lift up your hand. Do not forget the oppressed. Why has the wicked person despised God? He says to himself, You will not demand an account. But you yourself have seen trouble and grief, observing it in order to take the matter into your hands. The helpless one entrusts himself to you. You are the helper of the fatherless. Break the arm of the wicked, evil person, until you look for his wickedness, but it can't be found. Final three verses. The Lord is king forever and ever. The nations will perish from his land. Lord, you have heard the desire of the humble. You will strengthen their hearts. You will listen carefully, doing justice for the fatherless and the oppressed, so that mere humans from the earth may terrify them no more. Mm. You know, it's interesting. Um, I saw somebody, and this is kind of a theological thing, but... um, uh, somebody posted over the weekend, hey, anybody wondering why we still have the imprecatory psalms? Mm. No, right, exactly. <laughs> anybody wondering why we still have the lament psalms? Right, right. Yeah, because it isn't all happy. No, and I think that's the beauty of it, to be reminded there's these seasons, and we go through, and we just skate through and think life's going to be okay. And then a global pandemic, and then civil unrest, and then economic unrest, and then and now there's a war. War, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we can't do what... You know, the citizens are saying create a, a no-fly zone. Well, that's a problem. <laughs> yeah. Right? But why did they look at that? And so, you know, I'm, I'm reminded, you know, Dave Zanotti, when he talks about our – we have a common friend, a, a Dr. Bill Allen. And, mm-hmm. and Bill was the head of the Civil Rights Commission under Reagan. But uh, I can remember hosting Bill at a luncheon in Ashland where Bill made the argument and he, he just tackled the same idea of, uh, 17 different ways. Is it's the responsibility of the poor to do well. Mm. Now that's a that's a very you know keep going because yeah. the idea it means that we need to be careful how we respond to that. So go back to you know the idea of being faithful in our action. We have to make sure that we're not doing things that mm-hmm. create the you know the oppression. You know, so you think about the problem we've had as the government responded to the lockdown with all this bailout money and you've got you know businesses that can't find employees because it was easier to sit at home and draw from the from the government and and to be reminded the government only has the money from which it takes its pe- from its people right right it doesn't create wealth is it's all intertwined and so you know david brings out just this idea of what's our heart or even uh, james the half brother of jesus in his book you know he talks about what's true religion true religion is taking care of the poor widows and the orphans yes yeah and so in the midst of that and so i guess as i watch what's going on in the ukraine it it just breaks my heart because these people didn't ask for that. Right. And it's like, as a leader, you know, President Putin, you have, you're going to be held accountable, mm-hmm. you know, for what you're doing. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't understand it. I don't understand the motivation other than it's just, it, it goes back to the garden. You will be as God, right? It goes mm-hmm. back to Genesis 3. To me, the, the way that it's working out has been very interesting. Uh, just seeing the way that the soldiers, the Russian soldiers interact with the people of Ukraine. Like, it's not really working out all that right. well. They're just, like, eating sandwiches. And you know what I mean? Like, the people are doing what they – they're, like, running over these soldiers. 
You know what I mean? Well, there, I there's so many of Twitter, them that I mean, are... We talked about how the social media, this is a war that we've, you know, this is all new. This right? is the first social media war. Is it? Where we oh, are, man, we are seeing some stuff. Because, yeah, we didn't see, remember, right. we didn't see video from Afghanistan. Right. Because mm-hmm. the infrastructure Shut for putting, yeah, putting those videos up and out to the world didn't exist. Well, right. But now we are watching live time <laughs> Raw video it's nuts. of the mm-hmm. capture of Russian soldiers or Ukrainian citizens laying down in front of tanks. And they're easy to ca- it's easy to capture these soldiers because they're not fighting. They're not well, trying it's interesting. to hurt. So they I, don't want to hurt the people. I saw you a video yesterday on Twitter that was extraordinary where they're out in the middle of the countryside and you can see there's these tanks that are going one direction. And this guy in his car is driving in the opposite direction. <laughs> and he's basically stopping and ask these guys if they need help. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the hood's up on the tank. You guys need yeah. any water over and there? And it's like, and it's, it, it, it's, it's a little coarse, the conversation. Right. Yeah, but it's just like, oh, my goodness. And then he, I think one of them, in one of those conversations, the, the guy just says, why don't you just turn around and go home? <laughs> yeah, you know, who would have thought? I mean, you, you, oh, I, I saw several videos last night. They just blew me away. Right. I'm like, I love these people. Right. Um, they, the one... I guess the soldiers had taken their flags, the Ukrainian flags. Right. And one of the guys, he went over to the tank. He took them flags back and started it, waving them in the it air. It makes no sense. <laughs> and he walks yes. away. You know, and there, another, they were marching through the streets protesting. And the, Ukraine, the, the Russian soldiers were shooting in the air, trying to scare them. Right. They were like, not we're them. not scared of you right. guys. And they kept going and they were saying, go back home while you're still alive. That's what the Russian soldiers were saying. Right. They didn't run. No. They were like, whatever. I mean, it was just like the watching the interaction. The soldiers don't want to hurt them. They don't want to hurt the soldiers. No, they don't. They capture and, them and then feed them and give them something to eat. And like you said, tell their mom to come pick them up. Yeah. You know, it's just amazing. And it yet is. there is more evil coming. And we know that. <sighs> right. We know that because. The and press, that's what's going to really be sad. The Russian leader has more evil at his disposal. Mm. And he will use it. Uh, so right now, yeah, if we can, let's finish our few moments here praying for this country that, like you said, Tom, they didn't ask for this. Right. And yet this is what they have received in this season. And if we can just pray them through it and help them in any way we can, I think that's our responsibility as believers. Right. And so let's, let's do that. I mean, God, we, we pray for those, our brothers and sisters that are there in that land and. We pray that they would make uh, wise and honoring uh, responses and decisions to what they see. We pray for comfort for those, uh, for the mothers who are caring for the little children while their husbands are off serving. Mm-hmm. Uh, we pray for both sides. And we pray, God, that you would act on uh, President Putin's heart, that you would convict him, that you would bring him to an understanding that, that there's a different way to proceed with this. And, and we pray for those that re- uh, decide to stay. Uh, so many people mm. are, are just staying in their homes. And so it, it, it's all those things. Um, we pray for protection in that regards. And that we pray, too, for even as you're going to mark is having a conversation with a church, churches here in our communities that are trying to reach out, that you would find faithfulness in that effort and that you would re- just show your favor to, to our generosity as Americans to help in that regards. But all this, we know that you're in charge. And so in the midst of this, we don't understand it. We, we don't understand why the skirmish happens again, but we do stand on the promises that are true for us. And we know that you love us and, 
and love us even in the midst of the battle. And so as David uh, led us this morning uh, in his prayer, we pray in those same words. Uh, let us lament, but let us be bold in our action as we're reminded by the those that you've given the responsibility to with the, the bags of gold, that we, may we be faithful in our action and in our faithfulness. And may we see that in every moment. And may we be your people in hands and feet. And we pray it in your strong name, Jesus. Amen. 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 From Matthew 25 to Psalm 10 and everywhere in between. <laughs> I know. Mm-hmm. Pastor Tom, thank you. Thank you. Blessings. For Thanks for what you got doing here. Thanks for in these moments that you lead with uh, with some real leadership to help bring it. So there's things that Wayne's doing. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to, you know, that you're yeah. going to air that and things you're going to do tomorrow. So Yeah. Thank you. Yep. Mm-hmm. Blessings. And Thanks to Melinda for more Coffee Cake Ministry. Always. Always.